What's good, crypto? I'm your host, Moonboy Marvin, here to bring you the daily scoop on what's going on in crypto. Monday through Friday, we come here to educate ourselves when it comes to investing in crypto to make life-changing wealth. None of this is financial advice, just my opinion, as I'm not a financial advisor. Make sure to, to do your own due diligence and to do your research. If you like the podcast, make sure to give a five-star rating and please share it with your friends and connect with me on Instagram and Twitter at Media by Marvin. I would love to connect with you guys, chat it up, see what's going on and just, you know, just chat, chat about crypto, chat about anything. And let's get in. I've been looking forward to making this podcast all weekend because man, did we have a weekend. Bitcoin freaking crushed it. So we had eight daily closes depending on which exchange you're looking at we could have had nine or ten daily closes depending depending um but we pumped over forty two thousand dollars we absolutely demolished this so what does this mean so back in june when we got our our first like really good rally that it kind of just dumped again for the month of july uh we approached i want to say it was like forty one thousand two hundred or forty one thousand three hundred um around that range and we had yet to make a new higher high the entire time of the month of july and this pump the last couple days was fantastic clearly the bulls have some energy we're excited ready to rock and roll but we had yet to see a new higher high because if we're setting new like highs but we're not achieving a new higher high then we're just setting a new or a lower high excuse me so we're not making any progress so it was insanely exciting to see bitcoin slice through 42k go over it and we closed over forty two thousand dollars, which is which is insane and then we also got a monthly close and a weekly close this week uh with the monthly close closing in over forty thousand dollars so that is insanely bullish and then sunday we had a little bit of a retracement i think we closed a little bit below forty thousand dollars for the weekly but overall indicators are looking good bulls are looking good and everything is looking really really nice again always be cautious always be cautiously optimistic be ready for uh, pullbacks as that's really really healthy we can't go all the way up we can't go just straight to the moon no you gotta pull over get some gas, you know, chill out, have some chips. You know, I like to have a monster. If you like monsters, then thank you. I'm not alone. I don't feel like a crazy person. But like I said, you know, it's important to have healthy drawbacks and cool off periods because that gives the bulls time to accumulate, rest, relax, get ready. So that way we don't head into bull exhaustion. We want to be ready to hit the real highs or when we really start to get into the intense levels of 44k um where there's a lot of resistance of 45k and you know then we start hitting those psychological thresholds of 45k 50k you know even numbers that people start to sell off at because i'm sure there's a lot of sell orders between 40 and 45k and 50k 55k 60k so on and so forth so we want to make sure that we go up gradually and nicely and we don't exhaust ourselves so prepare for some pullback and that's what we're seeing right now bitcoin is hanging out at around thirty nine thousand two hundred dollars um and this weekend we were well over forty two thousand dollars and it's funny because people are freaking out like why did we fall back you know five percent and it's like dude 
Do you not remember the fact that we went up like nearly 40? Well, we did go up 40% this weekend. Like, chill out, you know. 5% down, 35% up. I'm not complaining. I'm not concerned. And if Bitcoin decides to go down to 38, 37K, which it can, that's possible. And that's still healthy. We made a huge jump up. You know, it's important to test those, those levels of support. Those barriers of resistance that we crushed have now turned to support, but we just need to confirm it, validate it, and then we continue our, our momentum upwards, which is really, really nice. So Bitcoin hanging out at 39,200, more or less. Um, and then we look at Ethereum. Ethereum has had an insane run. 13 green days, 13. That's absolutely bonkers. Like I didn't put one and one together. I knew Ethereum was having a great run up, you know, this last week, but I didn't realize it was 13 straight candles. Um, and we're, we're looking at closing at 2582 to give us a 14th daily candle. Um, and we're right now only like $14 away from that. So can Ethereum go up like 1%? It's very likely. It's very likely. And I think a lot of the action and a lot of the momentum be behind Ethereum pumping so much is because of the EIP 1559, uh, which is the London hard fork. And the reason why that's really, really important, this is a huge update if you don't know what that is, is basically it turns the, the gas fees that you would use from Ethereum when you're purchasing NFTs or you're developing smart contracts and converts it into burn fees. So this is a way of burning Ethereum. This makes it harder to get Ethereum. It's harder to mine Ethereum. Um, it increases the difficulty of the Ethereum network. Um, and it's switching from or freezing proof of work in preparation for Ethereum's proof of stake. Uh, but again, the reason why this is important is because we start to burn away at the Ethereum. It becomes more and more scarce, causing it to be more and more difficult to get and obtain. Um, so Ethereum turning into a burning mechanism is huge. Um, so there is definitely a lot of excitement and interest in Ethereum. And, you know, institutions are really into Ethereum. So um, would not be surprised if Ethereum continues to pump. And then again, um, get a little bit of a pullback. I think pullbacks are healthy, especially as we start to resume uh, the bull run or continue the bull run into its next legs, I think healthy and sustainable pullbacks are incredibly healthy for the market. So that way we don't burn and crash and have one major dip. And then a lot of retail sellers start to freak out, sell at a loss, and then the price continues to drop. We want there to be confidence in the market. Some other things that happened this weekend, uh, Link blasted off this weekend, which is super exciting. I'm super bullish on uh, Chainlink. I am very much into Chainlink. But let's see, this week we blasted off up into about $23 a coin. And just a week ago, hold on, let's go one month back. Let's go one month, one month back. You could have scooped up Chainlink for a little bit under $14. That is nearly what? That is a 50% um, boostage right there. That's pretty crazy. A 50% bump more or less in terms of this price change. Maybe more than that. Yeah, definitely more than that. That's like 60%. So Chainlink coming in hot this weekend. Chainlink to me is like one that I'm going to hold for a very, very long time. Take profits on the way up. But Chainlink, I'm planning on holding my Chainlink for 
a very, very, very long time. So Chainlink doing its thing, crushing it. Super happy to see Chainlink finally come back. It was getting demolished by the bear market, but we saw it outperform Uniswap. Uniswap did really well this weekend too. I mean, all the alts really crushed it. I mean, Uniswap at its low was $14, so a little bit higher than Chainlink. And then it got all the way up to $23 on Sunday. So we saw alts really start to rally, but one that really popped, one that came out of nowhere, left field, and one that I almost bought, but I was like, nah, I'd rather DCA in some other positions, was Polkadot. Polkadot has been really lagging, especially with amongst the other uh, big altcoins. Um, it's been really behind. I mean, this last year, in terms of its performance, it did okay, but then it really lagged. It really took a beating with the bear market and it dropped down to like $10. And that's when I was about to create my position at $10. And we saw it <laughs> go all the way up to $19. Let me see, let me load some data. But Polkadot went parabolic. It was a sight to see. I remember going onto Twitter and then all I see was, whoa dot period yeah so we went up to $19.50 so about $19 had you bought around $10 that's a 90% like gain right there so if you put a thousand dollars you nearly doubled your thousand dollars so if you got in polka dot good for you honestly exciting to see just the market moving in the right direction another one Solana pump it up pump 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 it up pump 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 it up yeah, so let's take a look. At its lows, about $22. I mean, I remember, I think in May, with the first dippage, the really, really bad one, I think you could have gotten Solana at about $20. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit under $21. And now it's hanging out at $33 today, but that's with a pullback. But in the last seven days, we saw a really awesome pump at $36, $37. So, again... Don't sleep on altcoins, especially the big ones. Solana is a beast. It's a huge contender against Ethereum. It has a lot of just like an amazing like database in terms of like in terms of scope and scale and you know all the dApps built upon Solana. It's it's an incredible project. So across the board, honestly, awesome to see so many uh, coins doing well. I got really excited for PancakeSwap, seeing it at $16 this weekend. I think it almost got to $17, uh, but right now it's at $15.82, so I was really excited to see um, Pancake, you know, hit that $16. It's been one that I've been DCAing. Um, it's Finance's largest AMM. I'm really excited about PancakeSwap. Honestly, anything DeFi, I'm really, really excited. But one that I was surprised about, actually, looking back, not totally surprised, is AMP lagging a little bit behind. We're about chilling at like six half like six cents ish just a little bit under seven cents um but we had our major run up when it got its coinbase listing um and then it just kind of started to trickle off so it's starting to cool off um you know before it got listed it was hanging out around like four cents three cents uh, then it bumped up to nine cents so cool off period is definitely chilling but amp really interested in amp I don't have a uh, position developed in AMP, but um, know a lot of people talking about it. So overall, market cap also reached $1.6 trillion this weekend, which is awesome. I think we're hanging out at 
eight trillion. Um, so we bumped up like almost two trillion dollars. No, I think. Let's take a look. We were at 1.6 trillion in the last couple of days, and then before that, yeah, let's take a look. Total excluding. Uh, let's like look at the month. Yeah, this weekend we were at 1.65 trillion, and then, dude. Okay, on July 20th, we're at like 1.2 trillion. So that's 400 billion dollars of crypto that just jumped in. That's insane. So keep in mind, a lot of people, a lot of people when Bitcoin was at 60, when Doge was at 70 cents, when everything was popping off, people took their profits, especially those that have been veterans in the space. People took their profits and they knew that eventually the market would have to have a cool off period. I think that's pretty clear considering how fast Bitcoin and everything moved from August uh, or October of last year. So it's just bound to happen. So we had what, six months of just gains, take some profits at the top. And then those who took profits waited for the market to just dump. And it did, it dumped for 12 weeks. I would not be surprised if those same individuals who took profits sitting on the sidelines had their money in USDC or Tether or just cash, whatever fiat, whatever they decide to do, and just start accumulating. And we have the numbers to prove that. It's actually something I'm gonna talk about towards the end, What's um, which uh, in regards is to the illiquid supply of Bitcoin, um, which is freaking crazy. The numbers are insane. And all this can be backed up with on-chain metrics. So if you wanna go see it, that's the beauty of Bitcoin. You have all these numbers. All of it is there for you to take a look at. You can research it and just report on it. You don't need to trust, you can validate. That's the biggest thing. That's why crypto is so freaking awesome. So keep that in mind. People took their profits, started reaccumulating, and they're doing it again. And that's a smart way to go about it. So really, really cool. Last thing before I jump into the crypto feed, uh, fear and greed index, Bitcoin dominance went down a little bit. We were at 48% just a couple of days ago. Um, and I mean, just consider this, like when Bitcoin pumps, it leads the market. It just does. I think we like topped out at like 48% um, just a couple, like a week ago, like just a week ago, we were at 48% and we're slowly seeing it taper off. Uh, around the high 50, 45, let's see, 46%. So we dropped down about 2% and we see, you know what we see? We see um, Ethereum bumping up. Ethereum is starting to get some traction. Uh, a week ago, Ethereum was, when Bitcoin was at 48%, Ethereum was like about 17. And now we're seeing it trickle back up. You see it going up and it's at almost 19%. Ethereum is crushing it. Ethereum is blasting off. I'm excited about Ethereum. I'll be taking profits on the way up. And I'm there's also some Ethereum that I have in a separate account that I'm never going to sell. Or I'm not gonna sell for at least five to 10 years. Five to 10 years, excuse me. So we have a long way to go. This is the long haul. I'm excited. So it's really, really cool to see all coins starting to uh, pick up and gain some confidence back in the market. And you can really see that with Ethereum leading the altcoins into Bahala.
Now, let's take a look at the crypto fear and greed index. This is our handy dandy thermometer on the market just to get an idea of what the sentiment is. Like, what are people feeling? What is the overall, you know, like feeling of the market? I think it's huge to like kind of get an idea of what's going on. So let's take a look. So taking a look at the crypto fear and greed index, as we see here, right now we're hanging out at 48. Last week, we we're hanging out at about 50. Um, so just a little bit below that. And I think this has to do because of the retracement that we're getting right now. You know, crypto is cooling off a little bit as we very much needed. Uh, we went on a nine day, 10 day binger, if you will. So, you know, just hanging out, just hanging out at 48. It's neutral. Yesterday, though, and this weekend, I wouldn't be surprised. We were hang yesterday. We were at 60. 60. We have not seen 60 in a very long time. And 60 is greed. Just last week, <laughs> we were in fear at 26. And last month, we were at 24. Extreme fear. So, crazy to see that. Taking a look at this weekend. Yep, not surprised. Saturday and Sunday, we were at 60. That is uh, greed. That is telling me that, you know, people are getting excited. People are ready. And people are looking to buy people are interested people are starting to fomo they have that fear of missing out and that's where we start to see the numbers coming in i i've heard that once we start seeing consistent greed that's where it starts to take off the real fomo kicks in and then once we start to head over to extreme greed that's when you see the euphoria that's where you see everyone talking about the new shift in paradigm that's when you want to start taking some some uh profit out because when everyone is extremely bullish, that's when you want to start making some some of that moolah, some of that money that you've been sitting on. It's it's okay to take some at that point. Um, and extreme fear, of course, the opposite. That's when you want to scoop some up, if you will. Uh, but overall, uh, the sentiment is looking solid. Everything is looking good. I'm really, really excited. This is shaping up to be really, really exciting for the rest of the month. I think August is going to be interesting. I'm very interested in seeing how this month plays out. And then lastly, just taking a look at what I was mentioning earlier before regarding Bitcoin logs its biggest weekly price gain in three months as a liquid supply hits record highs. The top cryptocurrency, and this is off Coindesk, added 12.4% in seven days through August 1st, the most since the final week of August, according to Bitstamp data. It advanced 18.4% in July, snapping a three-month losing streak and was last changing hands near $40,000. All right, now let's go down. The amount of Bitcoin held by the strongest holders has retraced the whole dump and surged to all-time highs. This is very bullish. That is Lex Moskowski, uh, who is the chief investment officer at Moskowski Capital. The figures show investors are again holding for the long term or hodling, holding on for dear life. <laughs> Reducing the supply of coins available for sale and market. Bitcoin supply currently is at 18.77 million or 89% of the 21 million cap. Meaning there's, if you don't know this, there's only going to be 21 million Bitcoins in existence. That's very important. We're at 89% of it. However, according to Glassnode, the actual number of coins available of the 89%, so which means out of the 18.77 million, it's actually much lower due to the increased hoarding by investors and permanent losses of mined Bitcoin over the years. 
I'm sure you've heard stories of people losing their Bitcoin or forgetting the password to their ledger. That happens. People cannot gain or access their Bitcoin. So there is Bitcoin that is completely lost in the ethos. Bitcoin that will never be seen again. Uh, moving forward into uh, some of this uh, document. While Bitcoin moved in tandem with the illiquid supply from October 2020 to May 2021, it diverged in mid-May. As the uh, chart shows below, which I, I can explain to you guys, a similar split occurred for several weeks before Bitcoin and its meteoric rise from $10,000 in October. So what we saw in October of last year, right before we saw this massive run-up, we see this illiquid supply number just hit all-time highs. And that happened in October when Bitcoin was in, uh, was at $10,000. That's before it started to ascend to 20, 30, 40, 50, $60,000 in, uh, uh, in April. So right before that, we see this illiquid supply shock and then a major run up in Bitcoin. And why does that happen? Well, very simply, when there's a lot of demand and not of supply, then the price just freaking moves to the moon. So we're starting to see that again. We're starting to see people are buying Bitcoin. People are holding, holding their Bitcoin. And now we're starting to see on exchanges that there are they are running out of Bitcoin. They are starting to really run low on Bitcoin. So keep in mind, if you are a Bitcoin hodler, hold on to your Bitcoin. I may, there's gonna be a portion of my Bitcoin that I never sell and some that I take profits along the way. So that way I can, I can have some dry powder when it dips and continue to accumulate some more. But just crazy to see that it's, we're seeing that illiquid supply. We're starting to see that supply shock begin to happen. There's less and less Bitcoin out there. There's some that, are, that is lost forever and only so much that can be, bind, be mined every single year. So we're starting to see that. And I think that's going to start rallying. But overall, to kind of end the episode, Bitcoin 39.3, we're just hanging out. We're chilling. We're just hanging out, relaxing. And you know what? I'm enjoying this right now. I have I have accumulated so much over the last couple of months. Just eating the dip. Buying chips, eating the dip. I love dip. Love, love dip. So you know what? I bought as much as I could. And I'm st still continuing to DCA in certain positions. Um, and then some of my altcoins, I'm going to be taken out completely. And we'll see what happens when we get there. But... Bitcoin is the one that you want to hold on for a very, very long time. As Michael Saylor says, it is digital property. You want to hold on to that for life-changing wealth, for your grandkids, your great-grandkids, so on and so forth. But overall, I'm excited to see what the rest of this week pans out. I think this retracement is healthy. If you're looking to buy sub-40k Bitcoin, this is your chance. Um, will it dip down lower? Who knows? Either way, it's a win-win situation for me. If it goes lower, I am buying up more cheap Bitcoin. Right now, 39K does not entice me enough. But you know what? If it goes down to 38, 37, 36, I will buy some more. It is very likely, or it's not, it's as likely as it will go up to 42K as it is going to go down to like 38 or 37K. It's kind of like, it'll go one of two ways. Either way, if it goes up, my portfolio is happy. If it goes down, I'm happy because I love me some cheap Bitcoin. And with this uh, supply shock, I'm even more excited. So I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Stay safe when you're on your way to the moon. And I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Peace.